welcome back to another episode of the Asking for a Friend podcast. It's an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. My name is Duffy Henderson, and I'm your host. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and the benefit of God's people. Here, we hope to provide helpful, thoughtful, and most importantly, biblical material as we address everyday life questions and issues. So if you find this podcast helpful, please take a few moments to share it with someone that you think would also benefit from it. Thanks for listening in today, and may the Lord bless this episode greatly to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth and your benefit. Well, today I'm joined by Jason Rowland, one of our elders and pastors here at Believers, for a unique and I think going to be a fun episode. And I'll get Jason to introduce our guests in just a moment. But Jason, we're doing another episode in kind of our running series on family ministry. Uh, In the past, uh, this past year of 2023, we had Jared on the podcast. Uh, We had a couple of episodes talking about um, just family life and ministry, talking about faith at home uh, with some of our resources that we have, book resources and those types of things. And today we're wanting to talk about some practical family uh, issues. And uh, this actually was your idea. You had had heard a, a podcast and you're like, hey, we could totally do this. And I asked you, are you sure you want to do this? <laughs> well, I'm still not completely <laughs> sure. I'm not convinced that this is the right thing to do. No, I'm, but I'm sure. <laughs> uh, this will be a good good yeah. episode. So, Jason, uh, today we're going to be interviewing and just discussing uh, just kind of your home life in the past 20 years or so with raising uh, your two kids. So please introduce our guests today. Well, I have uh, my daughter and my son, both with me, Brady. And Brialy. Brady is 25, and Brady uh, graduated from not only Alba Golden High School, which both of my kids attended there, uh, but then Brady graduated from Dallas Baptist University. This is in 2021. He graduated with a master's in business administration, a math minor. And uh, when he was graduating from college, Brialy, who's 20, was graduating from high school. And so she has been in. Uh, road at uh, Texas A&M and College Station since graduation, <laughs> and uh, her degree um, is sports management. Uh, we're not exactly sure all that that is going to mean for her future, but uh, she graduates in December of 2024, so graduating this year. That's exciting. Yes, and so uh, both of my children are here. I'm proud of both of them, love both of them. Uh, a little bit nervous about what they might say, <laughs> uh, honestly. Uh, and well, let me let me uh, by way of introduction, this episode uh, is really just uh, an opportunity and an encouragement, I think, to families who might be listening uh, to just say that uh, family life is messy, family life is difficult, but it's also a wonderful thing. That's right. And. Uh, and there, I think it's there are important. all kinds of uh, situations that come up, and they're not handled perfectly all the time. And uh, we just need to. Sometimes we ought to take it a little bit less seriously. I think sometimes we kind of have a, a picture in our mind that our family needs to be this way or that way, and uh, maybe impose those things on other people. And this is just an opportunity for you guys to share from your heart about um, the ins right. and outs of family life from a pastor's perspective. Right, and I think it's important to say from, to say from the beginning, uh, this is to bring honor to the Lord and His grace and what He has accomplished. Because Stacy and I both 
would be just like any other human beings in regard to parenting. You know, no instruction manual, manual comes with them out of the womb. And so then it's kind of hit and miss, and a lot of mistakes can be made, a lot of bad things said, a lot of wrong decisions, a lot of discouraging moments. And so uh, God in his grace, when you family life is a work of grace and uh, when you put all of the details of life together, uh, we have to give credit. Stacy and I give credit to the Lord for where both Brady and Brielle are in their life right now. Uh, Brady actually teaches our youth Sunday school class uh, for the boys. Brielle is very active in her church down in College Station. In fact, she'll be leaving Sunday, that is uh, this Sunday, the 7th of January, uh, to go down to... Um, with our church, our small group, to Mission Arlington, and then from there to Arkansas for a retreat. And so she's active in her church life. And Stacy and I are just overwhelmed with gratitude of what God has done. So let's say that from the beginning. This yeah, that's is, amazing. This, Praise this, the Lord th- for that. Yes, yeah, so this, this is a work that he's done. Well, good, good. Well, again, so this episode is just kind of doing a, an informal interview, talking with you guys. Um, so we've got a list of questions. Um, Brady, Brielle, y'all have uh, seen these questions, so let's just kind of open up the conversation a little bit. Let's do a little bit more lighthearted. What's some favorite family traditions uh, that you guys have, uh, memories going back, uh, way back or recent? Just kind of open that up for y'all. I think my favorite family tradition that we've always had, I mean, this isn't really a tradition, honestly, but I kind of think it is a tradition because it's honestly so rare. Um, On both sides of our family, we have very close-knit sides of the family. And I feel like you don't see it a lot with other people where, like, everyone is there. Everyone enjoys each other. Everyone is interactive and everyone gets along. No one's, like, out to the side. And, I mean, that goes for both sides of our family. I know that's, like, not really a tradition that we do, but it seems traditional to me. It's just nice to see everyone at all the holidays. Mm. It really is. Yeah, I would agree. Um, On the more joking side, um, the popcorn balls that we do every Halloween and Christmas Eve. I thought about that, too. Those are are, are awesome. Everybody's in the kitchen, you know, whipping (laughs) up the stuff. I don't know. The popcorn and the the, the whatever else goes in a popcorn (laughs) ball. I never do it, so I don't know. I'm usually off playing. I'm a kid. Or um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but Fourth of July when we used to go um, to Court's house and with all the fireworks and we would blow up those Barbies and have yes. all the fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's great. Yeah. Off to so a great start. Uh, my yeah. brother, uh, Uncle Cord, <laughs> and uh, we would go to his house out in the country. Uh, well, not necessarily out in the country, but removed from town. And on 4th of July, we would do uh, fireworks and we got uh, the opportunity to blow up some Barbies. Very fun. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, with with fireworks, I'm guessing. Right, yeah, right. And our traditions, I guess, you know, the traditions are uh, we usually come to a Christmas Eve service here at the church. Mm-hmm. We leave from here. We go back to Stacy's parents. That's where we do the popcorn balls. And uh, we do some gift exchanging then. Uh, we uh, always go to my family the days prior to Christmas Eve. And we spend time uh, with them. And usually, you know, we're involved in games, a lot of board games. We've done Hallmark movies where we've done our own 
uh, filming of different Hallmark movies. Oh, interesting. We'll oh, have to show you those sometime. <laughs> we don't have to show anybody no. else. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. family only. Yeah. Uh, I know that he has record of that. That's <laughs> here. I absolutely know that. <laughs> yes, it's somewhere. Yes. We can bury those deep, <laughs> deep in the basement that we don't have. Right. Just, well, in the summer, right we usually there. take uh, an extended family vacation with, uh, with my brothers and their families. And uh, we usually, we'll go to Beaver's Bend. We've been to Galveston. We've been to uh, Branson, Missouri. We've been to Lake Texoma. Uh, we've been to uh, multiple places several times. And um, those are always fun. And so those are, those are the traditions that we probably have the most memories of. I'd like to throw, throw a question out real quickly before we address some of these other ones. But... You know, growing up, both of you, did you ever have any issues being a pastor's kid? Did that ever come up in school or even here at the church? I know that y'all both were basically raised here, mm-hmm. here in Emory Believers. And uh, just thoughts about that, good, bad, indifferent? I mean, I, I don't I don't know that it's a good or bad or indifferent. I, I really don't know what to think about it. Um, I mean, it's just been life. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really... It is what it is, and I mean, there's a lot to to dive into it, but I mean, honestly, around here, I think that we were better off, like, right here in a small town in the Bible Belt, like, so let's say maybe up somewhere in different areas, like, where pastor's kids are, like, obviously seen as, like, very, very, very different than the culture around them. At least around here, it's like Mm. a small town, Christian feel, even if it's not necessarily, well probably a deeper subject but even if it's just like the southern christian yeah, culture I get it. Yep. but maybe not necessarily true christianity mm-hmm. but at least you're endorsed in yep. that like never in public school i mean i mean you probably had the same experience i did like it's like you would never be made fun of for making the right decision no one would ever go oh you're such a pastor's kid because you did the right thing like that would that never happened that's an interesting perspective yeah, yeah. that's certainly so. not would that would not be the case like where i was raised and where mm-hmm. i was from I'll tell you one of the blessings, though, to to count to to bounce off of that, is uh, for the kids to be raised in this church. Mm -hmm. um, A lot of times, it seems from testimonials of other pastors and pastor families, you see that there was a a a lot of expectation put on the the children of the pastor, and um, that created all kinds of emotional, uh, spiritual issues. And really, the church was so gracious and so good to, I think, our children. I think you would agree with this. 100%. That they, that, that, I don't think that, that you felt any undue expectation, did you, in any way? Or it just, you know, like there wasn't any unreal sense of uh, Like they were perfection. supposed to be holier than the rest of the kids or something, right. you know, right. or some, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, not at all. There wasn't, there was certainly not any like extracurricular weight put on by like the church or anything. Nothing that wasn't expected like within the household. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Right. So it's just, right. Right. no, the church is amazing. Yes. Yeah, awesome. We, we have scars uh, in the building <laughs> for the, the, the children that... Yeah. Uh, Ran around like a, the other members <laughs> of the it. church children. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's some debate on where those came from. There's <laughs> yeah. certainly some debate yes, on where those yes. came from. There's a hole in the door <laughs> down the hall mm-hmm. uh, in our administrative assistant's office. And I don't know which one it was, but they both tell different stories. But uh, there's a, a hole that had to be repaired in the door. I think there's several things uh, that are going to be buried <laughs> deep. What, 
that will never be found out. <laughs> yeah. That's probably going to go in the hole as well. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we think about it. My, my kids grew up uh, going to uh, youth retreats and going to children's camps. And both of them actually grew up, I mean, from the time that they were babies, when they couldn't even, all they could do was do baby stuff. Uh, they were in, at children's camps because Stacy and I used to be the administrators um directors of a week of camp and we did that for years and years and years and uh you know we we have a lot of fond memories with with that but they grew up in children's camps they grew up in youth camps youth retreats plenty of mission trips uh um, plenty of youth uh, activities on wednesday nights you know all of that stuff is what they they grew up with the normal church church was life yes you know yeah just part of right that's really good. Okay, so uh, kind of on that same line, or came uh, same vein of, of questions there. Um, do you have any favorite memories of uh, growing up in the same church all of your life? I know that's for y'all. It's just normal part of life, but that's not the same for a lot of folks. Don't have that experience. Is there anything that you uh, appreciate, or maybe a good memory that uh, you have for that? Yeah, I mean, I just think it's cool. I, it's rare that you see a pastor stay at a church for as long as Dad has stayed here. Um, and it's been cool to, like, literally be raised by the church. Um, people like uh, Jim and Tiny, like, babysat me when I was younger, and, like, they're still here, good leaders in the church. Mike and Brenda, Sharon and Danny, Carla Weddle, like, there's all these people. I mean, my Sunday school teachers, my Awana leaders, Miss Betsy, and, like, just people like that that are still here and, it just has, like, been cool to see that because it's, like, I they have tr- seen both of us, really, um, like, at every stage, it feels like, and a lot of them have, and that's just been cool. It's rare that you see that or hear of that, and so that's something that I just have been thankful for and have been blessed by that, honestly. Yeah, it's awesome. It, it, the people, like, the feeling of familiarity and the, the comfortability with the people over time, they've just seen so much of our life, and she mentioned – Carla Weddle specifically, it feels like she taught me Sunday school for 10 years of my life because she just kept going up with me. I mean, no telling what scars I left her <laughs> trying to teach me. But the, uh, I mean, that, that actually leads to, to another funny thing is my girlfriend, Elena, um, their, their families came together later on in life. Her, her stepdad, um, his family, Donnie Goen, and now it felt like I knew her now her whole side of the family before she did. So the first Thanksgiving I spent with them, um, I was she was like introducing me to these people. I'm like, yeah, I know they raised me. <laughs> so, I've I've known so. them for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's neat. Yeah. Uh, you have anything to add there? No, I I you know I agree with what the the kids are saying. I mean, the the blessing of the congregation has just been uh, more than we could ever deserve. Certainly, but. Uh, more than we could ever express out of gratitude because they have been so gracious and kind and they've helped us and they've nurtured them. And, you know, our responsibility as parents basically is to create an environment for the gospel to uh, take root, prosper in their life. And the the, the local church is uh, the, the main means of grace that God has given us for that. And so my children are a benefit and a, a, a product of that reality. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about home life um, and like just 
the day in and day out? What good memories? Uh, what are you thankful for? Um, family devotions, uh, Bible memorization, uh, family time around the dinner table, all the, uh, you know, whatever y'all want to bring up there. If y'all had any of that, if it, what was like uh, the day in and day out of being a pastor's kid, you know, knowing that dad works at the church and, you know, that's his job. It's mm-hmm. kind of weird, you know, when, like when my kids have, f- they get friends and they, they tell their dad what I do. And they're like, your dad does what? Where did, right. What do you mean? Is he that works? all he does? Does he have another job? <laughs> like, <laughs> like those kinds of things come up sometimes. And it's right. anyway. So what do you guys, do you guys have anything to add uh, to that portion? I mean, one of the things that, uh, that I know that y'all have enjoyed um, as far as being PKs is that when I go to Brookshire's or when oh I go gosh, to any of the awesome. uh, business establishments in town, you've always enjoyed <laughs> the fact that I have yeah. camaraderie with the people yeah. there. And, and you, you, you accidentally said enjoy when you meant to say loathe. <laughs> um, <laughs> it yes. should be noted that I have not walked into the Brookshire's in Emory with my father since I was 16. Yeah. <laughs> For one specific yep. reason only, because we can't get out of there in under an hour. <laughs> He doesn't know how to say the words bye. <laughs> uh, I've experienced that a little bit when we go yeah. out to lunch or something. It cracks me up because mm-hmm. he knows everybody. He or rather, <laughs> rather, I think it, it, everyone knows him. Mm-hmm. I think, um, I think that might be that's more. True, yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like, I have I'm no like, idea It blows who that my is. mind <laughs> how many people, hey, Jason, hey, Pastor Roland. <laughs> Even today, that's why sometimes we have to um, go to um, – lesser known places or in the back corners of uh, one of the restaurants so we could talk because um, we're going to be interrupted otherwise. Mm. But, you know, I, I think about, um, do you remember kids when we were, uh, some of the books that we would read that mom, mom <laughs> is an excellent reader, <laughs> verbal reader. Mm. And so, what are what do you, what do you remember about those things? <laughs> you remember She's, the Pilgrim's Progress. I remember that. That was one of the good ones. But there was a list of bad ones. Mom picked out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not at all. Uh, the Pilgrim's Progress was probably one of our favorites. Yeah, it was good. You know, um, we we read other missionary stories. We read the Bible. Remember when we would try to get a Bible verse and just. And read it, and I would make some comments about that. You, you may be too young to remember some of that. I remember the the question. What is the questions? Catechism. The Catechism. Catechisms. Yeah, I remember beating Briali on a nightly basis. In those. Yes. Is that the book with the green grass on it? The white book with the green grass. Yes. Yeah, yeah. that's the only I thing remember I remember the, about that book. I don't uh, remember losing like he says. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't remember something. That's okay. <laughs> we we would lay we would at bedtime. Uh, they would they had the same uh, bedroom for a while but but also you would just come into the same bedroom mm-hmm. and we would do catechism so we would rotate so i'd ask the first question you know who made you god made me and then it would go back and forth and um they like to have a little competition to see who could answer the, the of question course, most of questions. it wasn't competitive though yeah. all right <laughs> you're five years older than me <laughs> <laughs> no but i i think that that I mean, I have to interject this here, but I think that that goes to show the type of household that you ran, though. Like, putting that type of structure in the home that's surrounded and pointed toward Christ, that's you. Take an affirmative action to place that in our lives. And even something as simple as catechisms, I feel like that's so crucial 
to the upbringing because not only is it just good to memorize that as a believer growing up at a young age, but knowing specifically catechisms, knowing that will help you transition from those stages of like where you're younger and you're just trying to learn stuff about God. You're just trying to learn about the Bible. You're just trying to take in that information. It helps as you gain some of that social maturity and that communicational maturity. And then you're able to spread that word to others. And that all started with catechisms, and that's going to help that process all the way through. Because you you have it ingrained in here. You don't have to think about it. Mm-hmm. It's there. Yeah. And it was ingrained it, it, at a young it age. It develops uh, on that kind of baseline level. It all builds from there. So it's like setting a foundation. That's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, you... The man of the house, you instilled that, kind of like Brady was saying. But mom forced it. Not forced it. Force isn't the right word. Yeah, it is. Mom forced it. Would it, would it be better <laughs> enforced? Yeah, I guess. There we I, go. I just, like, with Awana stuff, like, you know, memorizing those verses for Awanas. I would be in the car on the way to or home from school with mom, and all I want to do is sleep. You know, I don't get enough sleep these days. I just needed to sleep back then. Right. Mom was like, you need to get that book and start memorizing this verse. And I would be livid. That's actually I, really good. Like imitation of her voice. That's good. Good Thank job. You. I practiced enough. Yeah. Um, That's really but you know, I would want to sleep. But mom was like, you need to learn this. And at the time, I was like, there's no point in doing this. Like, I she just wants me to do this so I can be the all time verse memorizer of Believers Baptist yeah. Church at <laughs> But like looking back on it now, like that is just so not true. Like both of my parents were trying to push me and knowing the Bible, like to where like. Now today, if there's something that comes up, like, oh, this verse that they learned how many years ago? Yeah. It feels like a million right, right. years ago. Yeah, 15, 16, 17 yeah. years ago. Wow. Yeah. It's like just boom, and it's there. And it's like, oh, like there is there was a point in memorizing that scripture, not just to be mm-hmm. the best, but to know the scripture and know the word and be able to live that out in a daily life. Yeah, the the catechisms and the verses. Yes. Like even if uh, I think some of that was taking place before we were actually saved, even though we were both saved at a young age, that was taking place beforehand. Even then, I mean, probably at that point to us, it probably felt like another school assignment. Mm-hmm. But then as your life progresses, it's ingrained. Right. It's ingrained. And once your life is transformed, all of a sudden that's useful information. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Truly. Right. So we're just creating the environment in because you you mentioned you know it was before salvation to some degree, so uh, then those Bible verses and the the fact that we're reading Pilgrim's Progress and we're doing the catechisms, all that was just groundwork for the the Spirit of God to draw you to Him. And do you ever re- feel like that you were pushed into salvation? That there there was some kind of manipulation that we did for you to come to saving faith no not at all you 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 literally just operated scripturally as a father and a mother that's what i think when i look back i mean i think you operated almost to a t from what i understand and what i see like the best you could do to run a christian household and you prepared the fields for rain i mean (laughs) That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, that's a good word. And I think that's a a good application point for those listening, um, that as a parent or as a set of parents, mother and father, that's that's the the biblical call. Um, What Brady just said is to prepare the fields for rain. You're you're creating an environment where the gospel can flourish. 
um, and the Lord does the rest of that work. Obviously, you're communicating what the gospel is, even in the home, with various things, catechism questions versus just conversational things as well. But Right. Um, we weren't always—there uh, were nights that we missed the opportunities to do that. I mean, we were busy. They were both active in— uh, baseball, softball, basketball, everything known to mankind. Soccer. It felt like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was. There was a lot of coming and going, but we did try to to work in as much as we could. And then, of course, Awana was Wednesday night uh, faithfully for years and years. All the years that you both of you were growing up, really. And uh, so you know, we made we made we had some lapses in our consistency, and we. Um, had some times where it was a struggle. Uh, I know y'all don't remember maybe this, but I remember, you know, it was a struggle from time to try to open, just open the Bible, read from it. And I, I can't remember some of the devotional guides that we would have, but to try to to bring that devotional guide down to a level that they can understand it. To it is hard to squeeze the yeah. verse into an yeah. understanding that they that was age appropriate <clears throat> at the time. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you brought up you brought up Awanas as well. I mean, to me, that's another another sign of the Christian household that I would say you and Mom laid out. And again, it's all God working through y'all. But y'all made those decisions and did those things with a purpose. And one of those things you mentioned, Awana, church is not optional. Church right. is not optional. Right. It's never a question when we wake up on a Sunday morning where we're going to go, on a Wednesday night where we're going to go. If there's a church event, a volunteer event, now some of that is just. Like we went along with you because you're the pastor and y'all went to all those things. But even as we got older, it wasn't optional. Right. And I feel like that's really important to note because I see more and more that in our culture, I'll just say culture as a whole, and especially even my age group, our age group, church is so optional, it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's it's so optional, it's a little scary. I remember, and it's endorsed as optional. Yes. Oh, yes. It's acceptable to be optional. I remember we had an opportunity for you to play club basketball and uh, we went and talked with uh, the coach and did all the detail work in preparation for that and they there's their comment was we practice on Wednesdays and we said can't do it and so we you didn't do club basketball Uh, you know that's not to say there's anything condemning toward anybody at this moment this is just to say you have to make it a priority to to uh, lay the the groundwork for God to do those those things that were um, spiritually beneficial I, I remember you know you used to talk about this a lot is uh, the New Year's Eve fellowships y'all always enjoyed those as part of the life of the church and uh, we would all gather and play games in the fellowship hall but that was one of the things that you enjoyed a lot yeah yeah it was really fun you didn't allow us to play board games in the house because you said they were serving <laughs> another god so it's because we beat um, them every time yeah, <laughs> yeah that might be more the truth I'm yeah uh, i get okay. a sense of high level of competition in your house <laughs> <laughs> just about with anything <laughs> L- listen she's good at rolling dice that's about it yeah. she's good at monopoly rolling dice <laughs> <laughs> luck yeah. We did. We did play a lot of uh, games as a family. Just uh, still do, and um, it's just part of uh, who we are, and mm-hmm. how we yeah. enjoy life. And yeah. in fact, after this recording, I think we're going to go <laughs> eat, and we may um, we may go home and play exploding kittens. But um, 
That's a, a card game if you've never played Exploding Kittens. So we burned Barbies with fireworks earlier in the podcast, and now we're going to play a game called Exploding Kittens. Yes, yeah. yes. That's yeah. good info. Yeah. Yeah. Y'all write that down. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. Keys to success there. Right there yeah. <laughs> so do, do you guys, either one of you, do you feel like in any way me being a pastor was detrimental to you or uh, was an obstacle in your spiritual life or in your life in general? I think uh, detrimental is a little far-fetched and a little out there. I think it was it was hard in ways that I don't really know how to talk about because it just is something I don't know I think also well selfishly and still selfishly there are nights or times when I will come home from college or be home and you're off doing something for the church or doing you know and it's like that's my dad like he is my father why is he not home (laughs) (laughs) like what are you doing but then like Self, that's just my selfish desires as a kid oh. who just wants to be around her dad and to watch a baseball game or a basket, you know, just do something. Right. But I mean, in ways like that, it was difficult. I don't, I wouldn't hmm. say you ever missed anything big. Like, I don't no. think you ever missed anything. You did your very best to be at all of your kids' events. Like, I think there were a few, like, probably softball games for me that you might have missed or something like that. But that, like, okay, I had a million of those growing up. Right. But, <laughs> like, I don't know. Stuff like that was just hard for me because it's you're my dad and I wanted you to be around and right. I want you to be at home, but I know you have a job to do. And at the end of the day, like who, not who needs you more because I think I win that every time, but like where is the <laughs> Lord needing you to be at that moment? Right. And that's not always with me, unfortunately. <laughs> so that, that's kind of interesting. I think we ha- we actually have kind of different answers to that. I never felt like it was like a, a hard thing for me, or de- detrimental, you're right, as a crazy <laughs> word to use, no. detrimental. Yeah, maybe but, that's too harsh. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I felt like when you really break it down, that question, was it, like, bad? No. There's way more positives to the fact that you were a pastor than than not. Like, sure, you were busy. You would have to go visit someone at the hospital late at night, or maybe you didn't make it to a dinner one time because you had to go visit someone or something like that just happens. Mm -hmm. But to me, it shows a list of things. I just wrote this down for this question because I felt like this was important. I think it's a witness to who you are and the calling God has on your life that you will take that time and go see those people and have those interactions. Um, I think it shows that you take your responsibility to the Lord of shepherding the flock super seriously, and you're not going to have to do it. You don't take half measures. You're going to expend that energy to go do that, um, even in spite of spending an hour and a half longer with your family or maybe not getting the best sleep that night because you went late to see somebody at a hospital. Um, You show me, and (laughs) this is just the truth, not everyone in this world is easy to love, and you show love to everyone in the sense that you go and see them. That's part of the draw to you as a pastor is your connection to other people and those, those very serious connections you, you make to other people. And, I mean, that's why we can't get you out of Brookshire's. Because you're, <laughs> yeah. 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 you're approachable there's, and all that. There's a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah so there's, there's a positive reason to that. And uh, I think the only thing that's detrimental is, as a kid, I had to go to too many weddings and funerals because you were officiating all of them. Right. That's about the only thing detrimental was my boredom as a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, no, not at all. I, I feel like the, it shows so much more positive than negative, yes. the fact that you were – a pastor in our lives. A lot of times uh, in the early years for both the uh, Brady and Briali, I had them with me 
in a lot of my pastoral duties. I mean, both of them have gone to hospital visits with me. Uh, there probably have been funeral home uh, occasions and visits, and there have been uh, meetings with the association that I would have to go to. And I remember, you know, I was I was um, one of the final two candidates for the Hunt Baptist Association uh, director job, and um, the, the the reason that they turned me down is because we don't know how you can do what you do because you have your kids with you. But but you know it, it, that's not a, a bad thing. It was not a a, a thing that is. Um, a bad memory or anything like that because the Lord providentially and sovereignly was working through that. Uh, and um, He just know. politely called us a burden, Brielle. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about all those doctor appointments yeah. that he had to take me to all the way yeah. up in Dallas. I guess, uh, yeah. I guess that's no, what happens let, when your leg is born I'm going to let you take the blame on that yeah, one, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. take it. You're going to take most of the blame yeah. on I'll that take one. It. Sorry, Dad, that she interrupted your career. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for her. Yeah. <laughs> I did have people that helped, people in the church that would uh, would uh, uh, come alongside, and people even outside of the church that are just in the community that were good friends uh, that helped me a lot. But uh, those those early childhood days, I remember that Brady was probably um, with me and more uh, than Ben Brialy, though both of you were with me in different different settings, different venues, different ministry roles it was uh it was a unique thing um in that sense and i'm thankful for those opportunities and you know uh, a lot of times i didn't get to the office so sometimes at all uh for a day sometimes uh it would be later in the day according to if i could have somebody that would say hey let me take him for a little while or let me take her for a little while so um, maybe those kinds of uh, things were uh, part of the, the life that you just begin to embrace as you got older. Well, let's let's wrap up the episode. A lot of good thoughts there, and lots of good um, lots of good comments. I think that was encouraging, <clears throat> especially for listeners. But let's uh, talk about just at, at the end of the episode. You two, um, how has we, we've already kind of brought this up a little bit, but. Let's let's focus in and end the episode here. Um, how has how is your upbringing, especially in the life of the church with dad as a pastor, how has that influenced you now as an adult, um, navigating life, uh, job, college, uh, knowing the priorities that you need to set for yourself, especially as an adult, and your involvement in the life of the church. Um, Brady, you're involved here. Um, Brielle, you're involved down where your schooling is, but. Just speak to how maybe the model that mom and dad set has influenced the way that you just view adult life and church life. I will start and say um, when I was deciding where I wanted to go to college, um, I knew I wanted to go to A&M. I was like, yeah, I'm going to A&M. And dad here was like, no, you're not. Um, not really. He wasn't really like that. But he was very hesitant. I think you will admit that. Yes, Thomas I was. said it. Very hesitant to send me um, to a public university and three and a half hours away when Brady went to Dallas Baptist. And like uh, dad's, um, dad was like, why don't you go to Dallas Baptist? Why don't you go here? Why don't you go here? And it was, I, 
think I don't know if That's I told him, mom told him. Thank you, way. thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> somebody told him. Finally, like, I mean, I talked to him a lot too. Like, Dad, you have raised me well. I know truth. You have shown me the importance of being involved in a local church. You have shown me, um, like, raised me in a biblical household where the Lord is number one and always should be number one, and showed me those truths that should come with that. At some point, you've just got to let me go so I can show you. That's the worst thing a dad wants <laughs> yeah. to hear. Especially with the baby. Yeah, you probably Brady. broke his heart. <laughs> with Brady, he was fine, you know, get out yeah, of the house. Uh, but I was I was the baby. So. Right, right. But, and, and I think we had um, the Galleons, Evan Gallion, who was down at A&M, had told, talked to you also and told you that I needed to go to Impact, uh-huh. um, which Impact is um, like a Christian organization. fish camp kind of thing where three four days I don't know and that's where he found his community um and I knew having been raised in the church and all that how important it is to find that biblical community and get plugged in to be able to do life with them and share life with them walk alongside each other through the good the bad all of it because my parents modeled that well here and have that has been something all that I feel like they have always who like Absolutely. pay attention to who you're being <laughs> friends with make sure that you're in the right group of friends. Um, and so that situation, I think, kind of was like eye-opening for me and uh, possibly for you too of my dad raised me like this. I know what is true. I have been taught this, even mom. Um, and this is what I am going to do in college station. This is what I'm going to look for. Um, and I have been blessed with the best friend group that I could have even imagined. Um, they are incredible and are constantly pointing me back to the cross and reminding me of all of those biblical truths and what that means. And I don't, I mean, that is the Lord, but that also is the Lord using my parents to raise me and how I was raised, I think. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What about you, Brady? Um, I, I think it's it's also, I mean, it's it's fair that dad would be scared to send you all the way to College Station because you're three foot six. Okay. <laughs> so that's fair, right? <laughs> you beat me up all the time. I think I know how to fight. No, no, <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> fake news um (laughs) no i there's so much about growing up here and you just mentioned the end of the episode but i feel like we have a lot of material here so we can just go for another hour if you don't mind (laughs) but the uh i mean so much of us growing up especially looking back now is like i feel like some people live their life and when they get to adulthood they think i don't really want to be like my parents and i look back and i think i do very confidently i do um, now I'm going to be my own person, obviously when that day comes, but, um, there's so much about us growing up that has done nothing but point us in the positive direction and how to live our life for Christ. Um, and just live our life in a positive way. Um, having our priorities straight, um, but obviously with that, with that echelon of having God at the top and family and always pointing that direction, um, even down to like a minute date detail of like, always doing the right thing even when we don't want to, you know? I mean, that seems obvious, but that's been ingrained in me. Um, That's actually, ironically, when I talk to people on even a deeper level, I tell them that my problem is often not knowing what the right thing to do is. I know what the right thing to do is, and I'll even choose it, but my heart's not always in it. But I do it because I, this is how I've been raised. This is what I know to do, and I know that this is the right thing to do. Um, And so much of that comes from y'all. And it, it just, I can't help but think that I mean, I don't know if we did. We mention that we're adopted on this podcast yet. 
No, I was actually going to see. I didn't know. I guess. Well, no, that might have. That might have. We have now. Well, anyway, I thought. I thought we might have because that's one of the questions. We can. We can end. We can end on that if if we want. Yeah, let's save that for the end. Okay. Well, I was going to. I was going to. Sorry, I was going to make the contrast of like my growing up here, under this circumstances and where we're at now, and thinking, wow, what a great situation for what I know that I would have been in. Like I'm going to grow up with the right fundamentals the right the right system of understanding that god is lord and i've given my life to him and that's what's important and i can't say that for certain that if it weren't if i hadn't been adopted what would have happened you know and there's so much security and blessing in that and uh and y'all played such a massive part in that raising us well we're advocates for adoption just because there's been such a a good positive part of our life and both of them were adopted we got them both when they were infants um, we took them both home from the hospital both of their stories are unique um, and you always knew that you were adopted we never kept that from them um, so they both they have birth mothers they both have birth fathers uh, and uh, they don't seek them they they don't think that something's missing in their life, at least I, unless no, I'm speaking for you out of turn. That's another God thing. Yeah. That's, I think of that, too, is how much how much of that process has just been like, I have zero restlessness about, like, no desire. And it's not like uh, like anger or anything. I don't think you feel that way either toward, like, we don't have that. I feel like some adopted kids feel like they've been given up or that, like, they don't feel like they belong in their new family. I'm just like, that just couldn't be further from the case. I mean, people, it's funny, my friends who know I'm adopted have been more interested than I've been. Like, I, people ask who my mom and dad is, it's these two right here. Like, I mean, there's, what are we talking about? They, in every sense that matters, their mom and dad and my family's my family. Like, what well, else matters? And someday, we, maybe we can get into their adoption stories uh, with their mother would be better uh, on the podcast episode for their adoption because uh, she can remember the details more clearly than I can. But uh, they're really God stories. They're really, really, really amazing how God worked out the details for them to to come and be our children. And uh, we're thankful for that. So, well, uh, you have I, any closing comments? Any, well, I know that like to... um, you know one of the things that Brialy said is she wanted to uh, make some <laughs> comments about. Uh, the things that I've said are funny things that I've said. And so uh, I, I don't want Embarrassing wanna... dad moments? Oh, okay. Is that what this is? Yeah, maybe that. Maybe we can end it this way. Perfect. Oh, yeah. uh, wow. Um, Kick your feet up. We're going to be here for a while. Yeah, I, <laughs> There's too you, many quotes. I think you... I'm at a loss of words on what you even said because you there was something new every single day. <laughs> hey, diddle, diddle. Yeah. Do you want a tortilla? Yeah. Very popular choice. Dude, that's the best um, one. What, a, what else? You he would say surreal because I said that as a kid or something yeah. like that. You, you, the you, you story. Of yeah, the you, you story, the dog. Yeah. You're still the, what you call her that. Uh, yeah. Uh, you, I don't know, you... <laughs> breaking brooms over the Rangers losing. You know. <laughs> <laughs> we, we blame that one on Nelson Cruz. That's that not Nelson your fault. Cruz, That's yeah, Nelson that, Cruz. That. Hold on, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I tell it? Can I tell it? <laughs> 2011? Was it 11? I think yes. it was, th- it was 2011. Yeah, the first series. time they went to the World Series. The second, second time. time. Our second time. St. Louis Cardinals. Yes. We were up 3-2. Or we were up 3-2 in the, in the games. In the game. 
we would have won. It we was, would. We were up in the game, game, game four. four. Yeah, we, score. This was gonna. This was it. All we had to do was win. It was the ninth inning. Top two of the outs. Inning, two outs. All we had to do was catch get the one fly more ball. Out. And this stinking David Freeze hits this fly ball. Nelson Cruz is tracking it, tracking it. Oh, where'd it go? Oh, he completely misses the ball. Cardinals score. They end up winning the game. Heartbreaking moment for me. And I was how old? Not even A ten. About ten. Mm, 2011, nine, ten. Eight. Yeah, okay. Eight, somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah. Dad gets all mad. He walks outside. I don't know what you did. <laughs> the broom was not in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> not in one piece. Yeah. Well, yeah. That had to come to Jesus. It's true. It's true. It was a, it was a horrendous moment. I imagine there was a lot of brooms broken that night across the <laughs> land. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't just – Preacher man, it was probably probably <laughs> worse things were broken over <laughs> Nelson Cruz missing this fly ball. But yeah. I mean, you're not you're you're a human. You're not right. That just goes to show that yeah. just because you're Pastor Jason Rolt, Doctor whatever you are, you're, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> you're, your <laughs> Highness of there, the that, throne. Go, that says a lot right there. Yeah. <laughs> whatever you <laughs> are, whatever, <laughs> I whatever, I whatever you are, you're not elevated. You're the same as us. I would uh, do the same thing. I probably well, have done the same. I've but been, I think yeah. the important part of that story is you didn't <laughs> trust in God's plan. <laughs> that eventually it would work out to where the Rangers would win the World Series. Yeah, you didn't yeah. trust. Like years you, later. You lashed out right, and you didn't right. trust. Anyways, right. do you have any favorite things that he said, Brady? I mean, the one with the very popular choice. So I wasn't a big breakfast eater as a kid. I don't like, like, easy breakfast food. So I would, you know, half asleep waddle on over <laughs> to the RV. And uh, he would list off, Brady, what do you want for breakfast? He'd list off surreal, because I said surreal as a kid. He would say, you want this, that, spickets. this, that. Spickets. Spickets, yeah. <laughs> voice crack. Uh, spig- <laughs> spigots, those are biscuits. And so he would list, he would list all this stuff off, and then finally, again, half asleep, I would go, oh, whatever, and say whatever. And uh, he would go, hmm, very popular choice. <laughs> Every Try again, boy. morning. Yeah. That's another one. Yeah, another Try one again, I used boy. to. That's another one that you gave yeah, him. Yeah. See, these Try all come from boy. you. You were the issue. Uh, maybe I was. Yeah. Try again, boy. You do the inside, I'll do the, the outside. outside. You tell mom that yeah. still to this day. Yeah, Stay that's in your that's own that's the, the secret of a happy marriage is to tell your wife, you take care of the inside, <laughs> I'll take care of the outside. <laughs> but then when the dishes aren't washed, you get, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. <laughs> now, just kidding. Brady mentioned that we live in an RV, uh, and we have for like ten years now, uh, and part of that is because uh, we've been paying for college because they're both by God's grace, going to get out of college without any uh, debt. And so we're thankful for that. And uh, uh, a lot of it was their hard work, too. They both had a lot of college hours that they earned before they entered college. And Brady even had a, a associate's degree from college before he graduated from high school. But anyway, all of that to say, uh, yeah, we could probably uh, – Tell some stories about the RV that we've uh, <laughs> that we've enjoyed for the last ten years, and looking mm-hmm. forward to uh, soon, hopefully, getting into a, a house. Well, we 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 may need to have a follow up episode uh, to talk about some more stuff. Right. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, thank you all for coming on, Brielle, Brady. Thank oh, you fun. for uh, yeah, thank you for doing that. We hope that um, this has been a blessing to you, listener, today. That's that'll wrap it up for us for this episode. Thanks for taking the time to listen to the Asking for a Friend podcast. And we do hope it's been a blessing to you all. 
Don't forget to like and share the podcast, maybe through text message, social media, or through email. Somehow uh, share the podcast with someone that you think would benefit from it. And don't forget that you can submit us a question on our website, bbcemory.org. Go to the media tab there and you can uh, find a little box to type a question. It'll come to us to look at a, a future podcast episode. And as usual, until next time, grace and peace be with you all.